0: Hi, I'm Trent. I'm Jordan. And welcome to So-Called Parents, where we talk about the struggles, wins, and failures of striving to raise kids in a way that points them to Jesus, in a world that is becoming more and more challenging to do so. Welcome back to So-Called Parents. Uh, Today we're joined by Justin Ralston. Um, I had an interview with him over over Zoom, and uh, Justin was the college pastor at the church that Jordan and I went to when we were at Wayne State College in Nebraska. Here, and he did a lot for both of us, uh, mentoring and discipling when we were growing up. It just huge, uh, hugely instrumental in my life in that time for sure, and I think Jordan would echo the same. And he, we had a he now works for a organization called CSF um which he'll talk a little bit more about in the interview but he gives some really good advice you know if you have kids going to college getting ready to go to college or even I think the advice is to just uh, for parents in general um it's just really good and I was just I'm always blown away when I get to listen to him and just really appreciate him he's also the person that married Jordan and I Uh, But We're coming out of college, so we have a lot of love and and admiration for him, and I think you'll really enjoy listening to today's uh, interview with Justin Ralston. So here it is. I met Justin at Wayne when I was at Wayne State College, and um, at that point, you were were working with Journey Christian Church, right? You came in as the college minister, right?
1: Yep, yep. Yeah,
0: and uh, you were... Came in kind of a crucial time in my life. I've shared in the past just kind of how college was really the tipping point for me, and I was lucky it was early. And uh, when I kind of just decided to go take it to the next level a little bit, right, Uh, with my faith. And I think a lot of kids, you know, go one way or the other. But I remember specific specifically when uh, I met you. uh, It was at I might have been at crusade you were coming. You just got into town or something and uh you kind of pitched uh me and my friend you know jake and chad and joe and taylor at the time this college group uh that you were going to do for through journey which had existed um but was always kind of small journey was the church that we went to and i remember the first one we went to i think there was eight people and your guys's uh split uh like your 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 split house there and uh your wife megan made some like uh casserole and uh and uh it's just good time i mean it, you just had colby right your oldest son right then you've would been one you'd have been one that's crazy and mm-hmm. uh yeah there's like eight or 12 of us in your in that little house and then like a year later i was just thinking about this um because we did we did an episode on like spiritual gifts and like how you know if it is your spiritual gift just because it kind of came through a bible study we were doing and uh as i think about you like it's just so obvious that you're gifted in that area because what a year later we're at like 60 plus in that group. I mean, isn't that crazy? Just think about it. I was just thinking about that. Like
1: that had a lot more to do with you guys than it did with me. No. It was pretty incredible to see what God did in that three or four year stretch there with the right students at the right time. And yeah, that was, yes. Yeah, almost 15 years ago, Colby turned 16 in October. Man. And, that's crazy. Uh, yeah. It's pretty nuts. First off, I I shouldn't
0: be out of college that long. Like, that that shouldn't be a thing for me right now. (laughs) But, uh, no, I I just think back to that, and I just think of how big that got and how awesome that was that it just took off. I mean, I never – the first time I remember going, I was like, oh, that was cool. It was kind of like a small Bible study. You know, it was a smaller group, and then just exploded, and it was was cool to be a part of, that's for sure. But uh, as I think back to time and Wayne, though, I I laugh because – I mentioned you you hung out with kind of like my group of friends quite a bit, you know, and you're almost more like, you know, kind of a a friend. I mean, you were a mentor and all that for sure. But uh, one of the things I remember is I think you spent a good amount of time at our our apartment watching uh, NFL games mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, uh, Sunday night football and just hanging out. And uh,
1: uh, we played a lot of UFC on the Xbox. Yeah, yeah. We ate a lot of cheesy potatoes. Yes, we
0: yes we did. Whatever was <laughs> left over, whatever uh, my friend Taylor could bring home from the, the grocery store, pack and save. Uh, <laughs>
1: whatever he could grab. It just was what was weird. the game you guys used to play where you hit the ball into the blanket? <laughs> that
0: that was called tennis ball retrieval.
1: Which <laughs> yeah, I saw a broken finger once in that game. That yeah, awesome. I got it got pretty neat.
0: to some people I say that and I think, what well, did you guys? Were you playing fetch? <laughs> like, no, no, I could see how you'd think that, but. Uh, we, we did a lot of crazy things but good crazy you know so yeah. You know, yeah, yeah just good clean fun but um but when we started doing that I had you written down right away because I knew you were someone that we wanted to have on and talk to because you're just as I think of I mean college it's just such, obviously it's a big moment right it's for, for kids as they leave and um I mean I, I just think I was blessed that I just look at the people in my life, that group of friends and then you coming there and it was just God used you and them in my life in so many ways. And it was huge. And I just think, um, you know, I have you talk a little bit about what you do now, I guess, because you're not with uh, not in that same position anymore but you, you've worth this new organization. Well, this, another organization, right? CSF. Okay. Like, have you talked a little bit about that and like where you guys are at and what it does and, and what it kind of looks like?
1: Yeah. Christian student fellowship. They've been around for 40, 45 years next year or 50 years, 50 years next year. It started in Kearney. Um, but I started working there about nine years ago, I think it is now. And, uh, started just kind of transitioning into full-time campus ministry. I was doing a lot of other things here at the church. I'm now the director of CSF. So I spend a lot of my time. We have 24 staff interns and residents. We have 13 ministries on nine campuses in Nebraska and South Dakota. Uh, Cause we have some international student ministries on some of those campuses. So I spend most of my time with the people who spend the time with students. Uh, right. But it's funny you were talking about starting stuff here in Wayne and, um, uh, we are actually planting a brand new campus ministry at USD, University of South Dakota in Vermilion. That's only 40 minutes from where I live here in Wayne. And so I'm actually going to be the one that starts it oh, uh, nice. there for a year, a uh, year and a half. I'll just drive back and forth from here in Wayne. And um, I've got, uh, I started with five students that I knew uh, Four were from here in Wayne that wanted to do this. And now I think we're up to, 11 students who've reached out who want to be on the launch team. And, uh, yeah, it just gets me thinking about what that looked like, you know. 15 yeah. years ago. And,
0: Sounds eerily familiar. Like, yeah, and like, like the kids that
1: are excited about it. And so, uh, but, yeah, that's what we do now. Um, like I said, we're all over. We're at Wayne here in Wayne, uh, Nebraska Omaha, Nebraska Lincoln, Nebraska Kearney, Northeast Community College in Norfolk, South Dakota State up in Brookings, USD in Vermilion nebraska methodist college down in omaha uh, peru state college out in the middle of nowhere and so uh, and then we have international ministries on a few of those campuses too okay so yeah so primarily in the in nebraska in south dakota yep right now we've been talking to a few people in minnesota but uh, nothing's come to fruition quite yet. right right that's good i wanted to
0: mention that because i know we do have some people that listen that and i know they they have kids that are Going to college and a few for the first time, and so you know if they find their way on one of those campuses, that I know I would highly recommend finding that organization um, because uh, as I as I think back to my experience and Jordan would say the same, just finding that group, the college group as it was called, you know, Wayne, like was huge. Um, And you
1: get we were super creative about naming things. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That's true. Uh,
1: College group.
0: (laughs) Uh, That's awesome. That's true yeah I didn't think about that, but yeah, but yeah, so yeah, I wanted to plug that in because I think it would be a good thing um for you to check out, and it's just you know it gives you a place to go when I think of mine, like just going there, and you know, I was like, yeah, I knew my my friend Chad that Justin knows really well too, like he told me, Hey, you got to come to to this and and so I went and you meet people, and I met all these other friends, and uh just get around some like minded people um And it's just a good thing for kids to do um, when they're going there. So, yeah, I wanted to throw that out there. Um, Thinking about some questions to ask, Justin, and I kind of – one came up, up, you know. Like, you've obviously been involved with a lot of college students through the years. um, And um, I guess what what things do you think, like, as you meet these kids and as they're choosing to, you know, come get involved, like – what things do you think like um, kind of help them gravitate towards choosing that and being involved with those groups and uh, you know, and cause sometimes it's just people just going, I guess. And then they, that faith builds when they're there, but.
1: Yeah, I would say uh, the number one thing is connection. I mean, if they're connected to somebody personally, they want community. Um, I think that's the big thing, but I would say it's authenticity. Uh, this generation is they're over the whole, smoke show light yeah. they don't have a problem with that but that's not what's drawing them um, yeah. what we find is people just want to sit down and have real conversations and open scripture and uh, just talk about, even if they are not christians they want to know like what is there in the bible what do you believe why do you believe that we we say this all the time kind of half jokingly um, but it's actually pretty accurate but I really i pay all my staff to have coffee and talk about jesus Yeah, like that's primarily what they do is they sit down. I mean, all of our campuses will have students flooding in the next two weeks and our staff will literally spend 80 hours a week for the next three weeks sitting at coffee shops, buying coffee, buying lunch and talking about Jesus and opening scripture together. And I think that's really what most students are hungry for is a real personal, authentic conversation conversation. And then when they have that, they'll go to the other things, and they'll enjoy them, love them, and they'll grow from them.
0: Right, that makes sense. Yeah, And when I asked that, I thought, you know, well, for me, yeah, it was connectedness. It was people that I knew who said, come hang out. And that made sense. I was like, well, that probably would be it. But, yeah, the authenticity, yeah, I think you're right. I think kids, and as I think about kids when they leave high school and go to college, like, well, here's now a chance for me to have these adult conversations where I, I'm viewed as an adult now, right? Like we don't know your mom and dad, I'm, you know, people, you come, they don't know who you are and it's, um, it's you. And I think that was big for me too, as I think back, you know, into college, just the way you treated us as, um, you know, almost more peers and, and while still pouring into us was, was really cool. So
1: uh, you were all more mature than I am. So that helped. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: well, probably, you know, but, who knows? <laughs> if anything, we were probably on the same level, which is why we got along so well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's just one of the guys. So <laughs> uh, the other thing I had that I was going to ask, um, and you said, you, I mentioned you, you, you've obviously met a lot of parents, especially when you did college group, you know, and we had parents come every week to help um, serve. Cause we had a meal too. Um, and a big meal, usually a fantastic meal <laughs> back when we did that way. um, so you got to know all these parents and um, these kids that have chosen to be involved in this ministry, right? And uh, so I guess my other thought was, you know, because parents primarily listen to this. And um, is there anything that stuck out to you or sticks out to you from parents that you've met? Um, I mean, and I, and I know there's we say all the time, you know, there's not a blueprint that says right. you know do this and and your kids get into this way. I mean, that's every one's story is different. And but just thinking about if anything that. When you think of, you know, super involved parents that were great um, and also their kids were uh, really involved in ministry as well, Um, if anything sticks to mind.
1: I think it's, when I think of the students, I mean, like you and your wife and all your friends, and I think the thing that stands out to me that you asked an interesting question. Um, I think all of you came from families who made sure you knew that it was important to them. Yeah. Like their faith was authentic and they let you find your own way, but it wasn't a deal. Like you were, you were going to go to church. You were going to be involved. You were going to have spiritual conversations, not because they were forcing you to have their faith, but because their faith was so important. It was what they wanted to talk to you about. And I think about that a lot. I mean, I have kids that are in high school now. Right. Yeah. Like that's the one thing that like, I don't want them to have my faith, but my faith is the most important thing to me. And so it's a natural conversation that we have. Yeah. And so like, I think of students that were really just, for lack of a better term, killing it for the kingdom when they were in college. And most of them either, if, if they came to college as Christians, they came from families who their parents were, they were invested in the kingdom of God. And so they came to do that. I say this all the time when I go speak at churches, like if you're, if you're a Christian kid in high school, like I say this to my 16 year old now, like when you go to college, don't just attend something like we're, right. we're losing. Like a college campus is 85 percent on a good day, non-Christian, um, like go make a difference. And I think that was the biggest thing was they the students that really thrived in college, their parents were active in their faith back where they came from. Their parents were teaching Sunday school classes or coaching Little League or doing those things. So that it was just a natural thing of like, I don't just go to church. I am the church. Right. I think that a big, that's probably the thing that stands out the most to me when you ask that. that.
0: that. That's good. I mean, I was just thinking about the other day with, with my kids. It's funny you mentioned that. And, uh, you know, I, I just, I hope I want them to look back and say, and be able to say, and not because I told them, but just because it was evident, you know, like you said, his faith and his walk with Christ, that, that was the most important thing in, right. in his life. And, um, yeah, that makes sense, and uh, yeah, yeah. Well, thanks, I, I appreciate that. That was good. Um, I know I, I threw out when I when I asked you to to come on if you had any you know scripture that stuck out, and you and you did shoot me Psalm one twenty seven, and it's pretty short. I'll just read it, and then you can just kind of talk to it about it. Um, you know anything that stands out to you about it, but uh, so here we go, Psalm one twenty seven. Unless the Lord builds the house, its builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchmen stand guard in vain. In vain you rise early and stay up late, tolling for food to eat. For he grants sleep to those he loves. Sons are a heritage from the Lord, children are a reward from him. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior are sons born in one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. They will not be put to shame when they contend with their enemies in the gate. What does that tell parents in your mind? as they think about their kids so it's one of my favorite
1: verses um it's gonna be a tattoo on my body someday my wife and I have a deal that I can get a tattoo and I lose enough weight that I feel good about taking my shirt off and showing it. <laughs> so that that might not happen very often soon but uh so this is I love this verse this is my pet peeve um this will all your viewers are going to be angry. You're going to get emails and phone calls. But so my pet peeve is this, that like I am very, very against um, like my job is not to protect my children and shelter them. And um, like, just worry that they're going to fall away from their faith. Um, I love this verse because this verse says that my kids are weapons. Like, that God gave me kids as weapons for the kingdom of God. Like, arrows in the hands of the warrior are children of one's youth. Blessed is the man who fills his quiver with them. Like, that's an active, let's charge the hill, die hard. Like, Like, let's go do this. Put them out in the world. Yeah, and I love that verse that, like, I certainly want to protect my kids. And I certainly want to keep them safe. And I certainly there are certain boundaries and things that I put in place for my children. Um, But my kids are supposed to engage the world. They're supposed to engage the culture. They're supposed to take ground for the kingdom of God. Uh, My job is not to stick them in a cabin in the middle of nowhere until they're 23. Right. Uh, My job is to pull them out, bend them back and shoot them into the world for the kingdom of God. Um, And that that's like my pet peeve is like, I'm certainly fearful for my children. Right. Uh, I think I, I, think my kids are, my oldest son, Colby, and I were just talking about this last week that I can't fathom growing up in the culture that he's growing up in with social yeah. media and, um, all and all the distractions and all the, yeah. Yeah, like I, I can't fathom how careful he has to be compared to how I did when growing up. And some of that's good. Um, but like, I tell him all the time, like, you can't live a fearful life. Like you are that verse is, you are an arrow in the hand of a warrior. And that means my job is to use, help my kids learn how to be in a good way weapons for the kingdom of God. Like they are supposed to take ground. And so that's my favorite parenting verse. It's my favorite. It's one of my favorite verses ever, but I love it.
0: Oh, that's awesome. I love that. And I mean, we do, I mean, I feel like I'm very guilty of that. Jordan would attest as that, I, at times I can get caught up in the culture and uh, society and like I look at it and I think man what like what am I gonna how am I gonna teach my kids this through this stuff you know and um, and Jordan's probably better at that she's just a little more like you know what no and, and we always say this on this you know they, they're here for for such a time as this you know like they were put on this earth for this at this time for this reason and I think that what you just talked about there kind of attests to that that's that's really cool i like that a lot
1: and some of it's my sons are teaching me how yeah. to engage culture more effectively for the kingdom of god because i didn't grow up having to worry about this and there are certain things that growing up it doesn't it isn't changing what i believe and what i know to be scripturally true right but how I communicated what I believed and what I knew to be scripturally true was wrong. Like I communicated it wrongly because I didn't have to be as sensitive as my kids do. And that's a bad thing. And so like my kids, when we have these conversations, they're teaching me like, Hey dad, you could say it this way. And that's going to be more effective to, to win these people to the kingdom. Like they're teaching me how to be a better warrior for lack of a better term for the kingdom of God. And, i i love that like it's my
0: yeah. favorite thing yeah that is cool i i that's that's something when you mentioned that too i that i've been i was challenged with this summer I, I read a book um i think i've mentioned it before in the past called uh grace in the gray it's by uh the 10th avenue north singer and one of the things he says in there he talks about how you know we, we talk about um you know the old phrase you know you 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 talk about how you you don't you, you don't like the sin that someone does but you love the sinner and how we we say that but so few times like our demeanor doesn't reflect that you know what i mean and i think back to some of the things that i hear about and like my initial reaction is they're not good right and and it's it's uh, whether it's disgust or like how could you do that or how could you be into that and then um like that alone having that having that uh, demeanor um just can have such a like you said it can have such a negative impact on reaching people for the kingdom
1: um but we, yeah, forget, it was, it. we forget that our worldview as followers of jesus is that sin and sinner are separate i'm not identified right. by my sin anymore yeah, but right. before I knew Jesus. My identity was wrapped up. I mean, Scripture tells me I was I was caught and mired in my sin. They weren't separated. It's who I was, right? And so I think we forget that that's an easy thing for me to say to you because you're a follower of Jesus and you separate those two. But people who don't know Jesus or Christianity's not a part of their life, or they have a different worldview than I do, those two things go together. And so sometimes when I say, "Oh, I hate the sin, but I love the sinner," there's no difference for them. Right, yeah. Like, that's who they are. And so then it becomes, because their worldview is different than mine. I think that's been the biggest thing. I think it's a good thing. My kids have had to grow up in a culture and a time where it is much more easy to recognize that a lot of people have a different worldview than mine. Yeah. And so, so like, I have to be open to that and listening to that and understanding of that and my expectations of people who believe differently than me change, which is which is more closer to the culture that the early church grew up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 interesting. Yeah, yeah. Man, well, that was all good, really good
0: stuff. I just want to thank you for coming on. And uh, like I said, I you know you were huge in in our my college years, and uh, I hope if anyone listens in there, you know one of those campuses is mentioned, you have kids going there. Like check out CSF. Um, a lot of really good people involved in that ministry. Um, I know a few of them, uh, just who were in Wayne when I was, and, uh, really really good thing to get involved with. Uh, that was Justin Ralston from, uh, Wayne, Nebraska with, uh, CSF. Justin, uh, thanks again, man.
1: Hey, it was good to be on. And you guys talk all the time about how influential I was. I have told this story before. Um, I would not have stayed in Wayne, or in campus ministry, if it wasn't for you and the rest of those guys, you and Taylor and Jake and Joe and Chad, um, I had an opportunity to leave after I was here about two months and it's what I wanted to do. It's where I wanted to go back to where I was from. And you guys are the ones that kept me in Wayne. And so I, I literally wouldn't be doing campus ministry if it wasn't for that group of boys. So well,
0: man, that, I uh, thank you. But yeah. And you, I, I know every one of those guys you mentioned would, uh, just just echo how big of a deal you were for us. So it was all God's timing, it was God's right. uh plan and I'm glad that we our paths intertwined and uh, just a great mentor and uh, a friend and uh thank yeah. You. So well thank you again Justin for coming on and doing that. Um just really good stuff. You know, anytime I think back to, you know, in college when I when Justin would preach at church or a college group just every time I always felt like it was just so good and I always took something from it and I felt that way, you know, in that conversation we had too. So, um, hopefully, you know, if you're listening, I hope that you were able to get some stuff too. So, um, well that's, uh, all for today's episode. And remember if God has put kids in your life then you've been so called to be a parent.